This podcast is brought to you by Glitterati Communications. Learn more about Glitterati at BeGlitterati.com. What's up? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm an artist and a designer and the founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. And this is the Art Pays Me podcast. I love talking to creative people about their business, their successes, their challenges, and how they make the world a better place with their work. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome to Art Pays Me. Today, we have Amai Kuda Elebois. So, Amai, you're you're representing the, the group today. Uh, what is it that you do? So, um... I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I'm also a Sangomo or traditional healer and a community organizer and a parent. Um, but I guess today the focus is mostly on the uh, on the singer-songwriter aspect. And um, I think for me, they all connect though, because I think music is really a way to um, to share something uh, that is um, connected to things beyond myself as an individual, um, both spiritual and social, and, uh, and then hopefully to contribute to to making positive change in the world through that so nice nice so that's a uh, very multi-dimensional <laughs> there um so where, where are you currently based i'm currently based um at the sankofa maroon village site or project site um which is two hours north of toronto northwest of toronto in the collingwood um owen sound area so yeah i'm based Based out of the city now, which I'm actually pretty thankful for, because um, I'm I'm a country girl at heart. <laughs> okay, okay. So what is the Sankofa? Oh, sorry, sorry, what was that? I said even oh. though I was raised in the city. Oh, so you're raised in the city, but still a a country girl. So explain that then. How do you become a country girl while being raised in a city? <laughs> That's very, uh, that's a good question. I think I, I say country girl at heart because I think um, I've always just, you know, loved nature and wanted to be in nature. And so um, I remember my mom took us to Trinidad and Tobago for a year when I was a kid and, you know, much more rural than Toronto uh, on the seaside. And I remember when, like, I didn't want to go at first. It's like, no, don't take us away from my friends and so on. And then I didn't want to leave after because it's just, you know, being closer to nature is really uh it's always been a source of, of joy and uh, just good vibes for me, mm-hmm. I think. And for, I think more than just myself, I think it's definitely, definitely a lot of studies out there showing that nature makes people feel good. So yeah. <laughs> like I'm not alone. No, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I didn't see my, well, I grew up kind of rural island life too, but then oh, no. I thought I wanted to live in a big city and then now I'm kind of like a little in the country, a little bit in Nova Scotia. So okay uh yeah i i get it i feel i feel that um so what is the uh sankofa maroon village um that's a good question so sankofa maroon village is um what's well, a it's a village in development um we're not yet not yet a village in the true sense of the word but um we are sorry i think i just lost the, the i might have just lost you there can you still see me oh i still see you yeah okay sorry i think i just lost the image there there we go sorry about that um so it's a project that is under the umbrella of um moyawa africa which is an organization that i uh founded co-founded many years ago over a decade maybe 15 years ago coming out of university and the mandate of that project or that uh organization was is to um support people of african descent in decolonizing and being able to rebuild um, healthy, self-sustaining, sustainable community, which is a very lofty goal, huge goal, obviously. Um, but the way we went about that was mostly through focusing on, um, cultural education work through cultural education programming, which we did throughout Toronto for over a decade, um, different sites. Like you might not know them, um, being so far away, but like Pelham park, Jane Finch and girls club, we did all out of pocket, all volunteer based programming, um and then at a certain point there was a little bit of a hiatus and then when I came back to the work it was just me at that point and um wanted to really focus on on the aspect of decolonizing that um requires people to really connect to the land um because Mm. you know all 
I guess the perspective is that, you know, we are, we are all indigenous to somewhere and as African descended people, we're indigenous to Africa. Um, right. And that as, as world indigenous people, we also have a very strong like cultural and spiritual and uh, economic connection to land. And so to reclaim that, because I think that's really been, um, it's really been um, sort of erased by, by colonialism and by this idea, like I think neocolonialism, which sort of situates black people as urban, um, which, you know, mm. we have a lot of great things that come out of urban centers, but that's not, that is not who we are. It's not, <laughs> it's not right. equivalent, black, not equal city. So yeah, just really connecting, making, creating opportunities for um, black folks to reconnect to land and nature and, and in a cultural context, in an Afri African centered context. So we're, you know, we're gardening and we're learning about like, Asasiya, the West African or Ghanaian um, deity of the land and learning about Oshun, the Yoruba deity of, of fresh water, because obviously you can't garden without water. So it's not to convert mm. anybody to any one practice, but really just to, I think we have a right to know, especially our youth have a right to know um, our traditions and, yeah. uh, and then they can make their own choices. Right. You've got a song called Oshun on the album, right? Yes. Yeah. Is that, is that sort of explaining um, that connection to water in, in any way is that kind of what the song is about would you say yeah i wouldn't say explaining but definitely coming from that like actually so the sample from we have our own space now we just got it last year and so we're just kind of building we're in that really um foundational stage but before that we piloted the project um at the um at a dinker farm which is another it's a, a little black owned space um okay. by a trini afro trini family where they just open up their family land for community, African-centered community um, work. And so we piloted there, did a garden project there. And it was on that site that I, um, you know, in my um, spiritual connection, in my prayers to the water, I the song came. And so it's like, you know, I think spirituality, at least the way that African practices that I'm part of and rooted in, and um, it's there's a very, there's a strong reciprocity. So it's almost like, um, you know, an offering to the water, the song was a gift to me. And then I'm also in singing it. That's also a gift back to the water. So mm, yeah, nice. um, that's where it came from. It, it speaks to different um, aspects of her, of her nature, the, the freshwater deity. Like, you know, there's, there's, she has connections to vultures. So there's a lyric about that. And she really likes um, pumpkins. That's one of the offerings for her. So that's all in the song, but it's more like you wouldn't necessarily know that unless you're in the tradition. And then the video is really meant to kind of um, give a bit more insight into that. Okay. Okay. Cool. And um, I understand you're you're a collaborator with your kid, which I love because I'm I'm really starting to lean into that with my kids. So, what's that been right. like? It's been great. It's been fun. Um, yeah. Like there's there's nothing like just jamming with musicians in general, but especially when it's when it's your own kids. Just like this is so cool. You know, like um, he's always been. Um, I've always incorporated him for some reason. I don't know quite why. Like um, <laughs> this just happened, you know. Like when he was when he was like five or six, and I did my very first album. I was like, okay. I think I had this little recording, and I was doing interludes, like you know, like a lot of the hip hop albums I grew up listening to. So I put a little interlude mm -hmm. with Kuda singing "We Will Rock You," and that was his first foray into <laughs> into my my musical world. And then the next album, like he just grew up in you know surrounded by music so he was playing percussion my partner at the time taught him percussion his dad taught him um mbita which is a traditional instrument from zimbabwe and wow. so yeah he had skills and so we just like you know had him that one song featuring like that's entirely featuring him on that album and then as he got older like he's kind of really taken on music as his own his own thing too right so he's into rock and he's into um music that i, I call video game music which is, like, my kids <laughs> It's okay. funny. It's a thing, I guess. It's a thing. It's a thing. I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm like, I thought I, you know, I, sometimes I don't love it all, but I, you know, tried to, you know, respect and support to each their own. And I think yeah. he's, um, however, you know, whatever he's listening to, he's definitely developed his skills um, through that. And like he, um, what's the, what's the word he got into production so he started producing this this style of music and cool. and then when i kind of heard him, like yeah he's got skills i was like okay so for this album i said for a couple of songs i said try producing something for better day in which way and if i like it we'll put it on and um and so that was that was really cool that that he you know even though he's not really he's not really into r&b but he was able to mm -hmm. like produce stuff that was in keeping with the vibe of those songs and um and then listen child was completely like that was he originated that song like he was playing that 
line on the piano and I was just started singing, which I think is wow. like that. Those are the moments in collaboration that are just the most fun, right? When you just, yeah. uh, it just comes out without playing. So he, he, yeah. He produced which way? He co-produced it. Yeah. So we all, the, the process, co-production, co um, oh. myself, him, uh, Kuda and uh, Jimmy Kido um, on many of the tracks as well. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. He was uh, a very, very key player. Crazy. That that's one of my favorites on the on the album. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, I'll that, tell them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I wanted to ask you. Like that video is is like intense. I I loved it. Um. So for me as an artist, like I'll, I'll be honest with you, it made me uncomfortable, and I was trying to like figure it out and understand it. But I that's where. <laughs> the where i love about art and the, the things in art that i like when it makes me like have to look at it and really say okay this is making me feel something but how do i process it uh is there a particular story that you hope people take away from that video and song yeah um so people haven't seen the video yet it hasn't been released so i won't mm -hmm. i'm gonna speak to it without giving too much away i don't know okay yeah, i guess Gotcha. It, it, I mean, it depends when this is uh, when this is being shared, but um, the video and that is also what you've seen is was also a rough cut. So ah, there are okay. some changes to the storytelling that needed to be put in place to like make it more clear. But essentially, it's supposed to tell or it is telling um, a sort of a very high speed version of the story of colonization. Yeah. Um, and it starts with it starts in ancient history. And again, this is. So this is really, it's a teaser video for a series that we are working on and pitching um, the emergency series, which is kind of like, I'm, I'm pitching it as um, the black avatar series, like in the sense okay. of not that, not that I'm the avatar, but that like, it's a story <laughs> that is a very decolonial story. I wish sure. I could win Bender, Airbender, but anyways, <laughs> it's a story that's like very, like, I think Avatar The Last Airbender is super decolonial, but it has mm. no black people. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and i think that there's obviously we all know there are gaps in terms of what's out there um in terms of representation for people of color and especially black yeah. folks in um in so many areas of entertainment but animation being one of them um so i kind of set out to like part of it like the, the impetus is both to tell my own story um which is part of my own healing but then i think the beautiful thing about being an artist is through your own healing you you create opportunities for other people to heal you share something that is healing for other folks and then specifically like how my own story ties into like i'm one of many many people who are on this journey to recover our traditional practices as african descended people um practices that have been you know really stigmatized and maligned um due to colonization and to this day are still being it's not like it's not like colonization is done, right? Like it's still happening. Many yeah. are, of our community and um, many white folks still talk about, still put out messaging around African traditional spirituality that's like very, very, very um, discriminatory and racist. And so like it's trying to, the story, this story is really focused on, on um, conveying the journey of characters, starting with myself and my son, but then there's other characters that are going to join along the way that are, um, characters that are reclaiming that and and the power of those of those traditions power of those spiritual tools and it's really for me it's like also having an opportunity to share I, I think like what my world looks like in the sense that um like for me Oshun is real like I like Oshun issue like I they're they're real beings that I connect to and so it's like but you know other folks don't necessarily people who aren't in that or connecting to them maybe they don't see them so the animation allows us to like really show like what the world of the spiritual world that many of us some of us live in looks like mm, okay. um and then in terms of the aspects that are kind of more uncomfortable i think i mean i don't know maybe you could speak to i'd love to hear like which parts without um, i don't know again i don't want to take <laughs> i don't want to give it away yeah <laughs> i don't want to give it away and i don't want to like you know we could, we could probably go into that for like an hour on itself or more um but like you know, really digging deeply. I, I, in the workshops that I do, I, I do, um, there's a, a strong, I do like a decolonizing history or uh, decolonization 101, where it's like really going deep into understanding how we got here, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, from the most, the obvious part is like, you know, colonization that started in 1492 with Christopher Columbus and the like, you know, white folks going out and taking over the world and, uh, and, you know, turning many of us into, 
slaves and also I have white ancestors. So that's a an aspect of, you know, spiritual ancestral legacy that I have responsibility that I have, but also, um, how we, yeah, that, that, you know, that is not done. We're still living with that very much today, but where does that come from? Like humans live for 90% of human history, hunting and gathering and not colonizing each other. So my, my goal is always to like go a bit deeper and like try to figure out where did it all start? Um, mm -hmm. And so that's what that video is like teasing out a little bit, um, which yeah. I don't want to, you know, I'm hesitant to, I feel like, you know, if you're willing to have me back for another interview, once it's been released, we could really dig into like, what exactly my theories are or some ideas that that video is 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 getting into in terms of like I would, i'll just like leak a little bit to say like a kind of spiritual a spiritual yeah. um unbalance that is released and what what you know it's it's a theory as to what released that but again this is also an alternate world so i can like play around with it and uh, a little bit uh, yeah it's an alternate wait. world that we're that is a reflection of this world Got to. Well, for sure, we could do a follow up. I, I'd love that. Uh, be, it's it um, it has some ideas that I think I've toyed with in my mind as well too. Uh, and the 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 whole idea of the colonial bit, I was like, yeah, I, I love that you uh, are articulating that. And um, yeah, and I also have some questions about how certain spiritual practices have contributed to that. So. Uh, I yeah. I was interested <laughs> in in <laughs> yes. uh, where you were going with that. So um, that that uh, that I think is a is an important conversation to to have. Uh, yeah. And and they're art isn't they're yeah. not easy because I I also I don't like to um, you know I I know people who practice multiple spiritual practices and I don't want to demonize any of those people. But I also mm -hmm. have, you know, looked at a few myself and I, I see where different problems lie in all these different areas. And I think for us to understand um, better, it's good to have conversations and, and art is a great place to to have those conversations. So, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of our job is to, like you said, right, to make people uncomfortable sometimes so we can we can deal with those sort of those difficult places. Yeah, because like to and, and to me that's where it's interesting. Like it's just um when I when I experience something and I'm like, whoa, that made me feel something. That to me is what I go to art for. I go to it to feel something. Uh so that that's what that's what it accomplished. Uh um and some other people that I know are known to uh accomplish stuff that makes people uncomfortable at times are Dead Prez. You worked with M1 from Dead Prez. What was that like? <laughs> Oh, that was like, that was super cool. Cause I, you know, I grew up listening to their music and it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty crazy to, uh, to get to, to work with your, your heroes. Right. Um, sure. and yeah, and they're just like, they're legends. And I think that, that the cool thing, like how I got to work with them, like I just approached, I, you know, it was through, um, reaching out on email to their manager. Wow. Um, but the fact that they said yes was because like, I mean, they, it was, um, it was M1 who, mm -hmm. who's on that track. And, you know, they're very much like, they are actually about what they say they're about, you know? And I, yes. I don't want, I don't want to like lambaste any other artists out there, but sometimes, sometimes the political stuff or the social justice stuff, like it's like, and not that I don't think that they don't believe in it, but like the commitment, you know, the, the level of integrity may not be, be as strong for some folks and it's it's hard to be you know there this world is just like full of so many temptations so many things that try and take us off course namely like money and profit and sure. um superficiality and i just think like dead prez um they're legit like in my opinion they're like super mm -hmm. legit and it's, it's never been about um just like you know their own yeah. um their their own profit like the and and the fact that they would collaborate with someone like who i'm relatively like, you know, I'm somebody in my world, but I'm nobody like on the on the grand scheme of things in terms of like, you know, how famous I, you know, you know, yeah. level of how known I am. Right. And and the fact that they they do work with artists like that, because like if the art is good and the message is good, they're about it. And and that's just yeah, yeah that's pretty damn cool. <laughs> no, that's and that's the impression that I, I've always gotten from them, too. They they're about what they say uh, on, on, my, on multiple levels. Uh, yes. and 
And but yeah, it, it it's it it does get difficult because when you are about it, it means you're gonna have to risk um severing certain relationships or not being able to have certain relationships as a result. So That's it's true. it's it's a tough line to walk. <laughs> it is, and and I think that what's I won't say sad but somewhat disappointing is like like they were big in like when I was a teenager, they were big, right? Same. Like they were that was pop music, right? Like that it was not pop, it like it's hip hop, but it was the popular they music were, of the time. You name they people knew who they were. They were they were a big exactly. name. Yeah. And yeah. now I mean one, a lot of young folks don't know about them. And um I just yeah, I get sometimes disappointed by the the direction that like popular music has taken and that like there's very few artists who are popular that are really speaking to those kinds of things anymore you know there's a couple who I think there's been a little bit of a, a shift back with Kendrick's and Janelle Monet and so on but like you know when I was growing when I was coming up like a bunch like the, I would say at least half of the big names you know like the Lauren Hills um mm -hmm. like it just Erica Badu they were they're about stuff they were about you know they were about something way deeper and so you know I really do hope that that we can we can reclaim some of that um, shift back to some of that deeper, deeper connection, deeper and more like relevant, you know, because yeah. that's what art's supposed to be about. It's not just supposed to be this, you know, what's the next, you know, recycled pop hit that we can, we can bang out. Anyways, that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's a tangent. Sorry, you didn't ask me any of that. <laughs> no, that's, this is what this is about for me. I, because, I, you know, I, I just reposted something the other day from, I don't know if you're familiar with Jerry Saltz. He's a, uh, pretty well-known art critic in the sort of visual art side of things and okay. he he I think he reposted a quote about from uh, artist Louise Bourgeois if I'm not mistaken and the quote was basically saying that art is not about art art is about life and mm -hmm. so like the art that you're making that that a lot of us make is a reflection of our experiences and the, the things we feel and the things we're doing. So to me, these tangents are are actually what the art is about. Like that's they're important. Uh, you know, singing, whatever, everyone's got a voice, everyone can sing and do stuff. But like, what are you saying with it? What are you doing with it? That's 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 the, the cool stuff. So yeah, like and you're doing all these other things. So do you ever find yourself like finding these other interests that you're involved in competing and it's hard to stay on top of all of them? Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Short answer. Yes. That's the story of my life. Like I have to be completely honest. Like I'm, I think that I know I could have done more with music at this point, like gotten further as it were in the sort of um, material sense. Mm. Um, if I was only doing music, right? If I was that person who was just like, you know, but I've always been juggling these three balls, at least, if not four mm -hmm. in terms of yeah, count parenting, but lots of people are parents, but like the sure. three in terms of like the music, like I'm also, you know, the work of, of being a spirit medium and, and what that involves and, and then the community work and like they all take so much energy. So yeah, really working on team building right now. Um, mm -hmm. And that, you know, of course that takes time too for artists. Like you have to get, you have to be bringing in a certain amount for people to want to, you know, represent you. I have an agent now, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, the team building is really, really critical. And I, yeah, I also hope that like, I just have for the first time heard about this um, and, and I don't remember the name, but there's like a, a, a management, a group that represents managers or, or the movement, the, the, the sector of management, music management in Canada. Um, and I'm forgetting the name, but you know, it's my first time hearing about them. And I think, I think there's a bit of a, a, a gap in terms of we need more managers, but the music mm. industry's had this, like, you know, there's like making money in music has become a lot harder, um, easier for some, harder for others. And so, yeah, just like the ways that there are the, the team members that are there to sort of help artists, like it's hard to find them sometimes. Um, sure. And then to be completely honest, like, I'm going to say it whenever I have a chance to say it, whoever's listening can listen or ignore me, but like reality is like an artist who is rep like, artists of color are not getting the same representation period like I looked at the um all the like the big indie labels based in Toronto and the top mm -hmm. 10 of them and they are still 90% white in a city that is more than 50% people of color like that's not that's not on mm -hmm. you know like and even after the whole BLM 
stuff. It's like, you guys, I don't know. I think people should be embarrassed, but they're not apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least, you know what I mean? But at least public pressure should make people, we want to like, oh, let's get some more, get some more tokens in there, but they don't. Um, I hear you. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I no. think uh, those factors are also at play just to be completely. And then the more you're like, the more political you are, the more, you know, the more you're not like as a female musician, if you're not like marketing sex or like a, a sexual appeal or you know like marketing your image in a certain way that's definitely gonna so that's those are also factors you know i think mm. but but yes the fact that i am i am doing the three jobs is definitely uh definitely definitely a factor as well a real yeah. one yeah yeah it's it's um it it that's it's tough it's tough doing all these things I'm, I'm not a i'm not the biggest um favorite person in my house right now because you know the projects they 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 take over sometimes and things you know get uh get hectic hence another reason why i want to incorporate my my kids more into my stuff so they're you know um they're not being neglected in in some kind of way Mm -hmm. so it but it's hard to it's hard to keep up with all of it actually how old is your son he's 17 he'll be 18 on on friday oh wow (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's really ready to, to collaborate then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's been cool, cool. Do his own, yeah. Flying his career a little bit. Um, how about your kids? Nice. Uh, my oldest is 14 and she's uh, the one that's kind of on the visual art side of things. So she'll be working with me and that stuff. And then my youngest is 12 and she modeled in one of my fashion shows this summer and she's got a, okay little product in my line that uh she designed so but she doesn't consider herself an artist so she's just like oh it's just a fluke that i made that but i'm like it's cool i'm i'm i want to sell it so yeah i'm trying to encourage her but you know yeah it takes time for them to like realize it yeah yeah realize it themselves. so sure. um like with all of this stuff you're doing do you have time for fun what do you do for fun very good question i mean i enjoy i enjoy what i do so that's like you know that's also why you can i think we all i'm I'm sure other people agree right like when you when you're doing something that is your passion then it definitely mm-hmm. uh yeah there's they say you never work a day in your life i don't agree with that i definitely work <laughs> 80 percent of the job or more than 80 of what you do as a musician is still like admin stuff which that i'm not so keen on um like admin and promotion and all that but but Hmm. like when I get to actually when the parts that I actually play music like that is genuine fun um and and I enjoy hanging out with with the unseen realm so I am having uh enjoying that as well but for fun fun like just pure fun like hanging out with my kid with my family with my friends I love board games I'm a nerd in that department I like like I don't go out anymore I just like my idea of a cool Friday night would be a games night (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and just like being in nature like i like playing outside doing you know playing outside gardening is really fun man gardening is like super it's 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 i'm not like a gardener gardener in that sense like i i do it for the project um but like when i'm in the car i'm just like this is just like it's just so chill like really i recommend it drug of choice garden like get your hands in the dirt barefoot that's some it's so chill okay (laughs) No, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm in the, I'm on the garden vibe too. Like, uh, I had some tomatoes and some carrots right. and beans and stuff like that this, this summer. So yeah, I, I, it's, there's something about, uh, just going outside and picking that and, and putting it right in the, you know, in the frying pan or right. whatever it is you cover, you cook. It's, it's, uh, Absolutely. yeah, it's amazing. It's a, it's a great feeling. Uh, I haven't done the barefoot yeah, thing though. <laughs> Well, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and you like, okay, so the spirit medium stuff, are you like, when you say spirit medium, you like, like talking to dead people sort of thing? Is that... I see dead people. I didn't know. That wasn't a very good impression. But yes, I see dead people. Um, yeah, no, I mean, our traditions, right? Like African descended people, like they're very ancestor based, but like that also connects to nature as well. And that like, we understand that when you die, you go back to the land. So we connect to our ancestors through through the land, through trees, yeah. through water. Through, um, so yeah, so um, 
Sorry, I'm, I I lost track of what the question was. But, no, but I was yes, just I curious do. about the spirit medium thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how does it work? Like, do people come to you and say, uh, um, I feel like I, I need to reach out to a family member or is, like, how does it work? No, um, it's less, less in that sense. Um, I mean, not, I mean, if somebody did, that's fine too, but it's less, it's not like that. I feel like, I feel like I've seen that from like movies, especially back in the, you know, like 1800s, there was a whole movement of that. And uh, what do mm-hmm. they call that? spirit spiritism like anyways it's not that's not the way i work like i'm okay um more in terms of work doing work for other people um it's more where you know yeah folks will come if they if they want um and uh and it's like how can i help them through through calling on my ancestors and my ancestors like through like how how i understand it to work is that like the ancestors they're in communication. So then they'll talk to their, that person's ancestors. And through that convergence of, you know, through the, the, the meeting that happens in the spirit realm, they will communicate to those of us who are, who are here to, to listen and take care of them. Um, Mm. They'll communicate like what's needed. What does that person need to do to help themselves come into better alignment um, to cleanse themselves of like kind of negative energies that, that might've, attach themselves <laughs> i've never okay. talked about this in an interview um oh, sorry <laughs> no it's fine it's fine um but but yeah because that's the thing right like it shouldn't be this thing that's like all hidden and like um yeah it's just another way of of relating to to the realms of the unseen um and so yeah our traditions usually like have a lot of different like the practices include you know spiritual baths and um the ceremonies are really like uh, I don't know if you if you've seen many African ceremonies online, but no. like our in our practice, there's like a lot of it. There's a whole world of it coming out online. I say coming out like it's really like a coming out party that's happening here with our spirits. Okay. It's like you know where people are posting this stuff uh, more publicly. Um, if you start to follow some of those uh, uh, related hashtags and so on, but um, yeah, like a lot of our traditions really center around the, the act of calling the ancestors into this into like. A body of the people who uh, into the spirit medium or a person's body and sometimes it just happens like you know we talk about in the black church right catching the power i don't know yep, if you're yep. familiar with that. yeah yes so that's the same yep. concept right it's that con that that like cultural practice where african descended people it's just i mean i can't say objectively that it's 100 percent across the board but i have not come across any traditions that don't have it any african traditions mm-hmm. that don't have it where it's like um, the human being, the vessel for the spirit energy to come in, you know, and then in those moments, that's when it's often through dance or talk, speaking tongues, da, 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 that, that, that um, the spirits express themselves. And that becomes a, a vehicle for healing for everybody who's present, as well mm. as for the person who is, who is, who is the, the vehicle, or like, there's many different words, like, you could be, a, they can describe it as being a horse, right, that you're kind of like the horse that the spirits are, are, riding or you're in southern africa some people say pocket um you're like mm-hmm. a pocket for them to enter um anyway so yeah that's the that's the one of the main vehicles to which to which um many of our traditions offer offer healing that's very interesting yeah it's it's cool so how do you even like find yourself uh knowing these things is it just you're just an insanely like curious person and just have dug deep um i mean i think i was just you know people get called like in terms of spiritual stuff i think it's often it's often like a calling right that people Mm. um people whatever period in their life you know people kind of usually know whether or not they've told other folks that like this is something that this is like there's they are more attuned to to that which is not on the obvious that's that, that's not obvious or not seen right that they're you know maybe as kids they saw stuff or um they just have a lot of dreams where messages come in dreams or just you know things that they dream then happen um yeah. prophetic dreams which are very well documented like yeah. phenomena lots of people in fact i think like a third of the population has prophetic dreams um but like obviously as if when you're doing that work like you get you kind of like hone that muscle right um mm-hmm. but that um, so for myself, it was a calling, like, I guess back in, I mean, even from a, being a kid, like I could just, I was like, oh, like I just be in the forest and, and like, for me, it's like being, that's like being in a crowd. Like there's lots of people there. 
yeah, uh, wow. being there, you know, like that I'm just, I'm sensing and, and feeling and sometimes seeing and like, um, so that was there. And then when I was 18, I just, um, uh, I was connecting to uh, family friends who were Anishinaabe, um, indigenous folks from, from this area and uh, Southern Ontario. And I just wanted to like, I kind of came at the work a little bit from the political sense in that like in high school, I studied anthropology. I was like, yeah, I mean, I think the education system is whack. I think that, um, I think that our whole society is whack. And then and when I realized through anthropology, I'm like, yeah, for most of our history, we actually lived in balance and like a much, you know, not perfect, but much relative balance, hunting and gathering. And so it's like, okay, I want to go out. I think nature can teach me how to, to live. Um, mm in a balanced way and so I went out into the bush a lot with these uh indigenous friends like like I just went and stayed with their family and then just spent as much time as I could in the bush on my own mm -hmm. um and that was how I started my training process and then kind of through that like I wasn't even trying to connect to ancestors but then that was what happened and then kind of um you know came to an understanding of that the way that those two things like connecting to earth spirits and ancestors is really like intertwined and then um started to do some training like connecting to some of the elders who who I could contact because that's a very difficult thing, right? Like it's been super disrupted. Our lines have been super disrupted. So many people, like, even if they want to, it's like, who do you train with? Who do you, who do you yeah. ask these things? Right. And that's what we're trying to create here at Central from Room Village is a space where people can know, like, this is somewhere where people can go. And, you know, we did a, a retreat series with a, a Babalao, um, uh -huh. which means like a, it's like an equivalent of a priest in the Yoruba okay. tradition. He, you know, just a couple of days of folks like, learning about the traditions together and then also doing some ceremonies so that and most of those people I think all but one of them had never had any of those experiences and so like you know that's it's bonkers that we like literally just don't know our own stuff but it's also obvious like the reasons why that is the case and, and so that's what it's kind of what I'm yeah just working to, to shift that and both through like mm -hmm. the on the ground stuff with Temple from a village and through like you know the music videos are a huge part of that like yeah. um the music and the music videos right like just having an opportunity to talk about a shoe and post some videos online i need to do some more like i, I really yeah want to use the opportunity like the music is the entrance point and mm -hmm. and i think in many spiritualities but specifically african spiritualities like music and the spirit is also inseparable like um the word sangoma which means like healer um mm -hmm. it's literally built off of the word ngoma which is the word for drum like mm. so you know the rhythm and the rhythm and drumming and, and sound are are integral parts of how we connect to to the other realms and, and to healing right right you kind you kind of did I'm, I'm getting i'm really gathering the sense that they're kind of all intertwined and it's really hard to make a distinct separation um from yeah. for the two from them for you for me yeah yeah, I... yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i can and, and i get like and and maybe just culturally i'm saying for you but like culturally it yeah. just seems it's just the way it is um yeah uh if some there was something that someone could take away from this album what would that be for you um i think on an unconscious level i would say healing like if i'm that's what i hope to to be sharing with people hmm. um like i literally do a ceremony before i record every song um so that's what i, I hope and joy because that's a big part of healing like mm -hmm. i think i think this songs are fun and i hope that others yeah. you know when i see people dancing at performances like that is my number one like compliment to receive nice. from audience members is when they dance just word to the wise if i ever come out to your region definitely feel free to dance those sitting in your seat and be like i felt like dancing after this real people come and tell me i felt like dancing like seriously just dance <laughs> <laughs> that is healing in and of itself um right. but yeah so so joy and joy and healing um and and in terms of on the conscious level yeah a little bit more awareness and that would mm. probably I think that's where the visual element is so important I think that would more likely come from or maybe people would like google who's Oshun right or who's a shoe um yeah. but yeah I think to get a little bit more just oh this is like introduction or learn something that they didn't know about um African traditions because they're rich they're really really rich I'm very much like there's so much I'm not an expert there's no way I could even even though like I'm qualified, I'm trained, I'm, I'm initiated and so on in terms of as a healer or whatever, but there's like so much more to learn in all of these mm -hmm. traditions. Like it's unbelievable, just the wealth of knowledge that exists in each of them. Nice. That's, that's cool. So um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I often get asked to um, 
help with different, uh, I don't know, like racist initiatives or racism initiatives, I guess you could say, in, in some community events here. And I'm very disconnected from, you know, who I, my ancestors and, and things like that. And I really feel like sometimes that more stronger connection could help with uh, teaching and, and understanding um, in those worlds. Okay. Um, actually, so what would you say is your your favorite song on the album? Is can you pick one? Well, that's it's hard to pick one because it's like uh, picking one of your kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that bad, but it's um. But I really like um. I think Oshun. I think mm. Oshun. Can I say two? Can I can I pick two? Sure, pick two. Oshun and Mother's Home are kind of like most. Mother's Home. Huh? Okay. Yeah, like most the vibe of music that I'm listening to at this point. Um, oh. Like just, yeah, I guess, which is there's sort of Afrobeat, Afro house um, influence in there. And mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what I vibe to a lot these days. Um, yeah. 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 So what's what's an, uh, like, uh, an album you're, you're vibing to right now? I'm embarrassed to say that I don't. I um I'm like many people, many young folks these days, and I mostly imbibe music through You're streaming, Spotify, and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that means I'm not taking a lot through album format. And I think that is, I, I am definitely like, you know, bad girl. Like it's, uh -oh. it's, it's lazy. Was, I think like I think that when we used to engage with albums, I know you're dying, right? <laughs> I'm an artist, and I'm doing the same thing to other people. But like when we used to engage with albums, like it's much more like, it's a whole journey, you know, or you listen yeah. to the album from start to finish. And like, that's really, it's an experience that I, that I, I want to spend more time doing. Um, mm -hmm. But just generally artists I'm vibing, like Sun L Musician is one artist I listened to a lot. Like last year on my Spotify rap, it was like that. I I think I was in like the top, top something percent for people who listened to him. Um, and it was definitely like <laughs> the artist I listened to the most. Okay. <laughs> it's like, give me an award, man. <laughs> um, my son was in like the top percentage of people who listen to metallica I'm like there you can see that difference in like in our vibe <laughs> that's so funny anyway yeah so sun l musician um uh, i'm trying to think who else um sampa the great is is pretty great um okay. it's like really bringing that also that political you know like Amazing music and also very politicized. Stromai is another artist I've been listening to. Um, and Sarah Tavares, uh, she's um, from Capo Verde, Capo Verde, Vergi, trying to say it with the Portuguese, like proper pronunciation, but apologies for anyone who's actually, who speaks Portuguese. Um, yeah, so them, like beautiful, beautiful voice. And um, I don't understand Portuguese, but I will listen to it all day long. <laughs> nice. That's Sarah Tavares, yeah. Okay. So um, what would you say is like the biggest challenge you've faced in music at this point? Well, I think I, I think I touched on it in terms of the, the politics, right? Like that I, uh -huh. um, I think things would be, I get the, the two sides, the internal side, which is that I, you know, those are like, we are left with a huge, huge burden. Those like what we have to do the work that we have to do um, to mm -hmm. try and recover and make things better. It's a, it's a big, it's a big task, right? So I think yeah. the, the burden that, um, like, I'd be fine just to go and, like, sing music in the forest and I'd be content. But, like, you know, I know that, like, I have an obligation to do something for, to contribute to this world being a better place. Um, I think we all do. And so, um, so yeah, just that, that that's on the internal side and on the external side, the way that, um, what, that which I put out and people like me put out is not, does not get the, the recognition or the, um, yeah, the recognition, the the audience, the number of people hearing it doesn't get the the platform that it I think warrants. I think there's a lot of artists out there who are not getting um, not getting the the recognition that they that their work really warrants because um, because that really superficial um, stuff has has really taken over, um, taken up so much space um, mm -hmm. in in the mainstream and that like it's it's hard for anybody who's doing anything different or deeper to get to get a to get in you know to be heard and then on top of that anyone who is like racism was still around and they obviously very much alive and kicking in the 80s and 90s but for whatever reason like people were like 
you know, people who were talking about racism could still be popular. You know, I guess Kendrick kind of represents a coming back to some of that, but like, um, but yeah, it's been a long time and he's just one artist and yeah, it's been a long time that like the top 10, top 40, whatever is just not included anything that is, that is remotely, um, in my opinion, intelligent <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or critical or like, you know, like you said, like it's about life or it's, it's actually about anything in life other than just like, you know, the sexual romantic or, you know, how much money people have. Like really those, like that's the, that, that takes up like the bulk of what's popular. And I have, you know, I think mm -hmm. that's not, that's not a very helpful reflection so i think that's a challenge and i think um um the other one on a more personal level would be social media trying to like come come into my come into my comfort zone a little bit more with with the fact that that's like such a big part like you can be mm -hmm. making the best music in the world but if you do not know how to use social media like no <laughs> one's gonna hear you which is <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> me like i don't know like how would i don't know is tracy chapman a good a good you know tiktoker like i don't know i actually <laughs> don't i don't follow her on TikTok. but like imagine we never heard tracy chapman or like bob marley or or all these musicians because they weren't good at you know i don't know yeah. <laughs> making reels <laughs> that's kind of annoying to me but, <laughs> yeah. but I, i'm also trying to find the fun i'm trying to find the fun in it there's, right there's so yeah it's uh, the the decimation of the uh big um record label machine has has put the onus on the artist to figure all of this stuff out true. uh true good point yeah that's i think that's the the hard thing but i mean even me as a visual artist they're like oh you got to get on tiktok i'm like i paint like, i don't want to get on tiktok <laughs> I'm like well you can you, you know film yourself painting. You start... I'm like yeah i'm not a performer i just want to make stuff and hide in my basement like i don't want right <laughs> And people can look at the art. That was the point. Look at the art. Not look at me. Yeah. They want to see you. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, becoming a whole personality when you just, you know, want to make one specific thing is is a very weird world to live in. Uh, but becoming a brand. <laughs> becoming a brand. Yeah. Yeah. Gee. Uh, I was going to ask you, like, what piece of advice you would give, but I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Am I too negative? <laughs> no no um i'm just my i guess like what would you yeah what would that that advice be like i mean i won't sorry i won't say that were you gonna say something else well no because i i found myself stuck between two things two questions it, one was like what would what would you say to yourself if you were just starting out in music today uh but I guess that's the same thing as what advice you would give to an artist. Yeah. Um, let's, no, actually, it's it's different. My, the things I would say would be okay. different. Okay. <laughs> Although I don't know what I, yeah, I have to think about what I would say to myself. But um, uh, just like to myself, I'd be like, gird your loins. It's going to be a long ride. <laughs> like I thought it was going to be so much <laughs> Like I literally got a message from a tree like sing and I was like oh and I was super political at the time I was like you know all about activism I was like I can't be an artist because I got to focus on activism the world has so many problems like it's too self-indulgent to like be a musician and then I then like I got this message like oh yeah art has been used to make change forever why am I being a, a dope but mm. but I was like okay yeah so I'm gonna like make all this money in music and be able to put that music towards the decolonization work anyways 13 <laughs> years later <laughs> I started made a lot of money <laughs> but i will say that i have learned like it has reminded me like on a deeper and deeper level as to the fact that like um it's not you know obviously making being able to generate funds to do positive decolonial work is amazing but beyond that it's actually it's actually this thing that i think we are contributing to on a it's magic it's just magic like nobody can measure it it's like but you're contributing to something by putting out energies you know so um, I guess reminding myself, younger stuff of that, but the advice I would give to others would be, um, you know, kind of like what I said earlier, just like connect to the trees, you know, in the sense of connect to the land because we're, we're part of nature. And I think we've really forgotten that. And um, I think the more we can reconnect to, to our natural selves and to nature um, one, I think we would be a bit more caring um, about the planet, but also, um, and also see how we're inseparable from the planet. Like, it's not just about like, 
you're not recycling for somebody else. Like you're recycling for yourself. Like if you yeah. don't, you know, if you, if we screw everything up, we're not going to have air to breathe. So, so yeah. like just that connection, um, you know, when people live closer to the land, like they don't dump garbage in their river because they know they have to drink from that river. So just the closer mm -hmm. you can get to the land, the more, you know, that's, that's for just general, I think what I would like for, for humanity to be closer. And then in terms of music and art though, I think, again, the closer we get to our natural selves, the more authentic what we are bringing forward can be. And that mm -hmm. will serve all of us a lot better than, than just the levels of superficiality that, that we are now um, really, really, really entangled in. Um, like, yeah, just so much fakeness, you know? And um, wow. we could all, we could all deal with, with a bit more, a bit more real in a, in a, in a deep way. It's like, what's mm -hmm. going on beneath the surface? Like what is, do I need to care about what, like, I'm just trying to think, like, am I listening to this music because the artist is pretty and has like a really good makeup artist or because like this, this music like changes my, my, like has shifted my soul, you know, mm. it's helped my soul to transform. So right. anyways. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. Um, so how do people get the album? How do people get, uh, you know, what's next? What, like, how do we, we get in touch and all that stuff? <laughs> I'm on all the social media. <laughs> I okay. mean, I don't know about all of it. I'm on, I'm on TikTok, Facebook, IG, um, Twitter, kind of neglect Twitter, but, um, but yeah, I'm on, on all of those. And so people, people have reached out to me there. That's really nice. Like I really like, it's, it's just really cool to hear from from fans like it's kind of a weird word to me also like from people from fellow humans who who are digging the music and um that's really a, an amazing part of, of putting out creative work as i'm sure you can can relate to right like it's sure. just super affirming and and awesome to to uh to engage with folks so definitely reach out there and then like streaming spotify or whatever streaming um system you use and you can order the vinyl like a hard copy of the vinyl which is is fun i think for those who have a record player okay. so um, i put that put it out first so that folks could just like have that moment to connect with the physical and that i'm like i'm i'm really old school in certain ways so i just thought that was a fun way to like nod to the that bygone era of just like no you can't stream the music you can only you can only hear it that way um uh -huh. Uh, yeah so for, for those who for whom that is a is a thing that they enjoy like um yeah you can definitely order that through the website um and there's some stores in toronto um and across the country where where you can order it as well because uh um and maybe maybe some links can be shared after i can grab those links and like share them with you so that it can be put connected to this video because uh yeah i want to make sure the inform information is accurate absolutely absolutely well um um, Amaya, I appreciate this. Thank you for, for coming on to our Pays Me, sharing a little bit about yourself and your story and all that cool stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you got next. Yes, thank you so much. It was really fun talking to you. Thank you for listening to our Pays Me. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. You can find more of his music on YouTube. If you got anything out of this, please rate, review, or leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening you can find out more about Art Pays Me at artpaysme.com or you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. I'm at Art Pays Me on all of those platforms. With that, we're out. Peace.